1: welcome to off court with the mcgowans powered by husker online nebraska basketball players trey and bryce mcgowans give you an inside look at the program and much more off court is brought to you by tavern 180 and tanner's bar and grill in lincoln
2: and welcome here to another edition of off court with trey and bryce mcgowans robin washett as you heard we're brought to you by the title sponsors here of the show tanner's bar and grill and tavern 180 Get into both spots. Watch football. I was in Tanner's on Friday night. Uh, had dinner somewhere. And, and that's kind of like our post-dinner spot. We go in there. Uh, watch the, We watch some of the Iowa-Maryland game. Um, it was packed in there, obviously. People were partying after the Nebraska game. Get in there again this week. It will be a great spot. And then when you get up on Sunday or Saturday, stop in for brunch. Tavern 180 next door has great brunch starting at 10 a.m. as well as, obviously, their prime steaks on the menu that they carry um, all throughout the day, that's Tanners and Tavern One Hundred and Eighty. Proud sponsors here of the program. Bryce Trey, uh Things have really, really picked up, Robin. Um, you know, you had a pro day. You got bid ten media days. The schedule, game times. You got
3: a lot to talk about here in opening headlines. The season is in full effect for the most part. It's, you guys, the, the already, table has been set. Yeah, exactly. Pro uh, official practices started last week, and on Tuesday morning, fourteen. Or scouts from 14 NBA teams made their way to the Hendricks Center training uh, facility to watch your guys' pro day. Now, this is not a, a usual thing that's, that has happened here. This is kind of a unique deal that they were able to set up, and a lot of it had to do with the coordination that Nebraska had with Creighton to where you guys did yours in the morning, Creighton did theirs later in the afternoon, and so scouts were able to double dip and kind of— lure them, uh, to spend, you know, a day in Nebraska where they can knock out two schools. So it was a really cool deal. Um, I guess I'll, I'll let you guys kind of take it away about just what that experience was like. I mean, uh, you know, you're, you're out there basically going through two hours of nonstop drills. I don't think you guys took a single break for literally two full hours. Uh, and you got scouts taking notes, got their laptops and their phones, and, you know, and all that stuff. And then a whole bunch of media watching, uh, what was that experience like for you guys?
4: uh it was a you know wonderful experience uh you know uh a lot of people you know pray to you know play in the nba and you know just just nba scouts uh just being there in the presence uh watching you know practice and how uh people play it was it was just wonderful um just getting out there and competing in front of uh you know some nba guys so it was it was mind
3: blowing were you nervous at all No,
4: I wasn't. I was prepped.
3: prepped. (laughs) Now, Trey, I I noticed that uh, the intensity level was pretty ramped up. You know, guys are guys are out there playing for checks. You know, it's a little different than just a normal practice. You know, I mean, there's guys that know that this is a a big opportunity for them to put themselves on the NBA radar. Did did you kind of notice a different vibe out there with the guys where, um, you know, maybe the, the competition was even higher than maybe it normally is?
0: Um. Honestly, I feel like we were a little more. We were like, dead. Like not dead. We had a great day, but like the intensity wasn't as much there really? as like we usually have. Cause, I mean, we've been getting
3: after it. Oh, man, um, if you guys are more intense than that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. I feel like we we kind of died down at the end a little bit, and then sure. we kind of picked it back yeah. up. Um. But, I mean, we we've been getting after it. Um. Every day. Um. I mean, Coach Fred has been super excited. I mean, he doesn't really have to tell tell us a. Um, tell he he doesn't really, really have to tell us for real to turn it up. Um, I mean, we got guys like me, Lat, D Walk. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, just a lot of different guys um, that hold everyone accountable. Um, even the young guys like Q, CJ. I um, mean, everybody just holding each other accountable, um, making sure everyone gets after it. Um, like Zoe I want to say Q was on the other team, um, mm-hmm. and then help like helping them out, um, like helping them with reads, like like. But, like, we can actually talk to each other. Um, like, even we might argue yeah. for, like, a little five, ten seconds. But I was exa- I was
3: going to bring up the exact same yeah. thing because, like, there was a play where I don't know what they called, but they were very adamant that one was right and the other was wrong. Yeah. And, you know, it got a little you know yeah. heated where the guys kind of got to get pulled away a little bit. But then Zoe comes over to Q, rubs his shoulders, puts his arm around yeah. him, and they talk about it. Yeah. And then it was over. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what you're talking about mm-hmm. where – the guys can be super competitive. They can get mad at each other. You guys can bark at each other, but in the end, it's got to come back to making each other better. Right.
0: Um, I mean, the older guys are continually um, helping the um, young guys. Even if I mean, they might have did something right. It's just a little thing they could have fixed. Um, been a little bit higher on the rover, a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like I said, everybody's holding each other accountable, wants the best for each other, and um, that, that's why we're going to be a special team this year. And so shock I, a lot of people.
3: So how do you guys? You guys think you did individually i mean this in this opportunity do you think you uh showcased your your abilities to the the full extent
4: yes sir
0: um i, I feel like i had a real good day um i was kind of fighting a fever this morning i woke up like 5 a.m with chills and sweating um but i mean it some my ibuprofen got in the hot tub once i got moving um after we had we call it vitamins a little 10 minute um groups um mm-hmm. the guard group after that i, I was good i'm amped up
3: well, I'll tell you what, I don't know many people that are fighting a fever, and waking up at 5 a.m. and then dunking the way that you were doing. So that's, yeah. uh, that's a special breed you got there. But uh, so another part of that practice that I really found was interesting. I know a lot of fans probably will, will agree, uh, you know, free throw shooting has been an issue for Nebraska basketball for a long time, uh, especially the last couple of years. Uh, that seems to be a priority every practice. And so I'll I'll lay it out for for the listeners here. So after like two full hours of work, so throughout the entire practice, they chart turnovers and there's a little whiteboard where they just mark it down. And at the end of the, the day, there were 27 turnovers. And so each turnover is a sprint from baseline to baseline down and back twice twice and so that that yes yeah, so you have to go down back and so uh, they get they either have to run all of those or they go up and then have one player get in front of the entire team and shoot a free throw and the gym is silent and all the eyes are on that player. And this was even more so because you had a bunch of NBA scouts watching. You had a bunch of media watching. So uh, there was a high deal of pressure here, especially with 27 sprints. Uh, I mean, I guess what what is that experience like when you guys are out there? I mean, does that – Trey, does that simulate the pressure of shooting in a game or at least come close to it?
0: Um, I feel like nothing can really simulate. Um, but, I mean, it's, de- it's definitely um, an added boost. Um, especially when you look up on that board, like, "Hey, come on, knock this free throw." Exactly. So <laughs> um, when when or, they
3: yeah. make a free throw, it shaves off two, two, yeah. two, two sprints. So there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of value in those makes. Yeah.
0: Sometimes Coach Jenner, he be like, "All right, this got this for five.
3: <laughs> yeah. If he's covered, he's got a, like, a an appointment yeah, later yeah, on. in One day he did
0: like yeah. he yeah, did like, like ten. Dang. Somebody missed. He's like, i shooting again." Double. Yeah. Down. <laughs> Double-tick.
3: That's funny. All right, so, yeah, obviously a big day for you guys. And then uh, later on, um, I don't know how much this really moves the needle for you guys, but for the fans, you know, they got the full TV schedule uh, for your guys' entire deal. I know that I think there's only a couple games that – aren't televised but uh you know in all you guys have 20 a minimum of 28 games on national television between btn fs1 and the espn networks and i think 19 are gonna be on btn four on fs1 and five on espn with a couple others that are going to be streamed on btn plus i mean did you guys look at that? I mean, the fact that you, you know, there's a nationally televised game, does that maybe put a little bit more uh, juice behind uh, looking ahead at a game on a schedule?
4: Uh, I, I saw it, but I, I never, I didn't I didn't even look at it. I was just like, yeah, it is what it is. We just got to come out there and compete every day, just yeah. like it's a regular It's more game. for your parents,
3: so when they know how to yeah. tune into you guys, yeah. yeah. But uh, another one, uh, they listed some of the times. Now, tip times, again, that's sometimes probably more for the fans, you know, because they got to get to and from the game. But, I mean, like 8 p.m. on a Tuesday or, you know, 5 o'clock on a, on a Wednesday. Does that matter to you guys? I mean, does it affect how you prepare for a game when, you know, it's a midweek game and it's that late in the night? Uh, I mean, does that do anything with your preparation?
0: Mm, I feel like every t- – like if it's an 8 o'clock game, you got to prepare for an 8 o'clock game. 5 mm-hmm. o'clock game, you got to prepare for a 5 o'clock. Um, so I, I really don't think it's too much preparation. Maybe going to bed a little earlier. Um Probably. Give what do you me your, do during the mind. day?
3: Like on a, on a Tuesday, eight o'clock tip. Like, what's your day like? I and mean, obviously back. classes and stuff like that, but
0: yeah, re- really just relax, um, worry about the game, probably watch some YouTube stuff mm-hmm. like that, kind of get away from it a little bit.
3: All right, and then you know, last last bit of news here, Trey. You're. You and I are going to be heading out to Indianapolis this week, and this obviously will have aired after media day, but uh, we are going to there for Big Ten media days. You are going to be one of two player representatives along with Coach Hoiberg and Alonzo Verge uh, representing Nebraska at your very first Big Ten media day. Obviously didn't have one last year. Uh, what, what does that mean to you, that you were one of the guys chosen to be one of the faces and voices of your program at, a, at an event like this?
0: Um, I think it just goes to um, show how much um, Coach Horberg, um trusts me and relies on me, um, as well as Zoe um, as a leader on this team um, and just the expectations um, we hold. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, of course, talented, but I feel like um, more just leadership and expectations.
2: All right, we got a full show on tap here, guys. Uh, three different guests: Kendall Warnock, uh, owner of A One Automotive, a sponsor of the show, stops in, joins us. Um, we were joined by Sergio Wilcher, the father of CJ Wilcher, um, and Simeon, and Simeon, his son, who's a five star. And then uh, we'll have a commit on a new commit. It's kind of some. Breaking news this week. Denim Dawson,
3: the 2022 Southern California Academy uh, uh, Fort wing that uh, committed earlier this week. Got got him on for his very first uh, Husker interview as a Husker commit.
2: All right. Well, that'll be fun to hear Trey and Bryce cut it up with a new commit. Well, that's all next on this week's edition of Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowan.
1: You're listening to Off Court with the McGowans. Brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln. And welcome back here to Off
2: Court. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Trey, and Bryce McGowans. As you heard, we are brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill. Get into both spots. It is going to be rocking. If you don't have a ticket in Memorial Stadium Saturday, it's a great place to watch the game. It's a great place to go before the game, after the game, NFL football, Thursday night football, Monday night football. You might see Bryce there. You might see Trey in there as well, eating some wings, watching some football. But pleased to bring in our next guest, uh, one of our proud segment sponsors of the show, a guy that I've known a long time, Kendall Warnock. Um, I should say Chief Kendall Warnock, but also the owner of uh, A1 Automotive uh, Lincoln Fire Department Chief, Kendall Warnock. Kendall, uh, it's a pleasure to have you in studio and I know Bryce and Trey are really, really um, appreciative of your support here of yeah. Off Court. Yeah,
5: yeah, I appreciate you having me on tonight, Sean. Sean and I have been, been friends for, oh gosh, almost a decade now. So um, appreciate you having me on tonight, and I'm looking forward to chatting with these guys. Yeah, and you're a, a big sub- – I mean, you, you've been around – Nebraska. you
2: went to school at Nebraska. You've been yeah. around a lot of basketball, a lot of athletics, and you got a yeah. son coming up in basketball. It's, sure. it's got to be fun yeah. for you um, having a son of your own going through it.
5: Yeah, it, it's, a, it's an exciting time for, uh, you know, the, the community. It's an exciting time for Crew to, to be here with the McGowan boys tonight. And, uh, you know, I think everybody's so excited for this team and, and to kind of see what you all uh, – how you all can play. And, and with Crew coming up, and he's nine, he's sitting next to me here, and, you know, he loves the game of basketball. Um, he loves watching you two play. And, uh, yeah, we appreciate, we appreciate being here tonight for sure.
3: Now, I know we were talking off air just about playing different sports growing up. And I know mm-hmm. Bryce and Trey, you guys weren't just basketball players. You guys play a little bit of everything, football. I know some, some soccer that, <laughs> that got played in there. Uh, I guess how important looking back on it was it to get a full experience of different sports, to see what you like, what you're good at, and just being able to compete in different arenas besides just one sport like basketball?
4: Uh You know, personally, I feel that, you know, it kind of helps your mental and, you know, just being able to, you know, get a feel for everything, uh, know how the game works, uh, know how to play it just a little bit. You know, might not be the best at what it uh, (laughs) Mm does, but um, really, you know, just it really helps with your coordination, you know, growing up just to get able, be able to, you know, step your foot in different doors and different sports. So, you know,
2: I feel like it, it really helped. Trey, what advice would you give to just young kids like Crew here, who's nine, on, on how to attack basketball? What, what are the steps that you were doing at age nine that kind of got you to where you are at right now?
0: Um, Really just listen to your parents. Um, I mean, they want what's best for you. Um, Sometimes you don't want to hear it.
5: Yeah,
3: you hear um, that, Crew? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Take notes. Yeah. I mean,
0: me and my dad, I, like both me and Bryce, I mean, our relationship was kind of shaken up because, um, I mean, we, we kind of get our stubbornness from him. Um, and then, I mean, it's way different coming from a parent um, other than someone else because they, they have to play both roles. Um, so, really, I would say just listen. Um, and then, I mean, they want, they want what's best for you.
3: And I guess from your perspective, too, uh, what what was the balance between having parents that pushed you to be, like, be, you know, the, the high-level uh, you know, athlete in a certain sport but also kind of, you know, didn't push you too hard? Like, wasn't, like, the control freak, you know, pound you on the head type type of parent slash coach or whatever it is that made the sport still fun for you and not a job at an early age?
0: Um I I honestly think it's just a balance. Um I mean like we talk, kinda of talked to my mom about um with her and Arena. Um mm-hmm. but I mean my dad was kinda of more hard on us. Um but I mean just having a balance my mom was really the supportive one. Um we might not talk talk to each other um <laughs> we might not want to. Um but I mean, just, just having a support system um, and just just knowing they want what's best for you and they just care for you.
5: Yeah, and, and that's that, That's where that tough love comes in, right, from from, from all of our parents and then me as, as a father, uh, you know, that balance between tough love and, and making sure you're supportive and not crossing that line. Um, but I think we all want what's best for, for our kids. Your, your parents want what's best for both of you. And, uh, yeah, we're just, that's the tough, that's where the tough love comes in to play for sure.
2: You're listening here to Off Court, Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, brothers Trey and Bryce McGowns here as we're joined by A1 Automotive owner and Lincoln Assistant Fire Chief Kendall Warnock. Kendall, let's talk more about A1 and, and your business and, and what you guys do because You've helped and worked with a lot of people for many years mm-hmm. on cars, a lot of UNL students. Yeah. Uh, yep. You've had a lot of football players come in with just yeah. broke down cars um, <laughs> that you've, you've helped out for the last 15, 20 years at your shop.
5: I got to tell you, there's been a long list of 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 uh, football players that have come in. And, and you know, you just want to help as as a business owner, and a small business owner. We want to be able to make a difference in the community, first and foremost, and help a lot of people doing so. Robin, we've helped you with mm-hmm. with your vehicles numerous times. And, and and if we can make an impact and, and, and help uh, you know that's what we want to do that's what I want to do we've been in business for 15 years we've been methodical with our growth um, and, and because you know the always honest answers motto that we carry in small business we don't you know we don't oversell anything on, on vehicles and maybe that's why we've methodically grown so slow over the years but uh, but I've never given up in that aspect and I always I always approach everybody in terms of how well i can treat them like how can, how can i help whether it's bryce trey sean robin how can i help that individual um how can i minimize the cost of, of a repair um and you know and just be impactful in the community in that regard kendall um
2: your uh, your shop too i mean when people talk about getting cars repaired i think there's this yeah. mindset oh you got to go to the dealer you got to you got to get always on the dealer but you don't mm-hmm. and a lot of times you're going to save money yeah. going yeah. to the local shop. Uh, give us an idea of just the business you're in and, yeah. and kind of how it's different in that way.
5: So, so when, when, whenever you have a vehicle that you hit or are around about thirty-six thousand miles, uh, when they get out of warranty, that's when you can go kind of kind of shop around. The important thing is that you build trust with whoever you're going to, whether it's the doctor or the dentist, the, you know, the automotive repair facility. But that's where we come into play. And I preach to our team downtown is. You know, customer service is what sets you apart, period, 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 period. So the experience that we give people that they come into downtown, and we were out on West O Street. We moved to downtown Lincoln, 1117 L Street about five years ago. So um, you do not have to go to dealerships. We have all the diagnostic equipment to do Audis, to do Porsches, um, to do Dodges, uh, and, and anything and everything in between. We do hot rod builds down there too. So we have a lot of fun. But it took a lot, a long time to build that business. I'm proud of it, um, and uh, yeah, we just have a really great team downtown. So, yeah, yeah.
3: Speaking of great teams here, uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of excitement about Nebraska basketball right sure. now, and probably more so than there's been in uh, several years now. And I know you've been a longtime fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, from from your perspective, from from just a the, a fan perspective, what what is your level of excitement for this team, and, and how would you compare it to maybe the last. 10 20 years
5: well I you know 10 years ago I certainly uh, did not have the level of excitement that I have today and not 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 because these two are sitting here in part because these two are here in in the community and and playing for Fred and in the coaching staff and and the university but also because I have a a, a nine-year-old son that's sitting next to me Mm -hmm. that loves the game of basketball probably more than I did at that age Um, I loved basketball but he really truly loves the game of basketball so for him to be here tonight sitting next to these two guys with us chopping it up about basketball life. Um, it's exciting. And the community is excited to see you guys, too, play. And all the team. You know, we were at the, the Friday night uh, scrimmage, and, it, you know, it's just a different atmosphere and a different, different buzz and a different feel in the air because you all are in town. So we appreciate that. Man. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Um, I mean, tell me a little bit about yourself and, I mean, where you're from and mm-hmm. really what kind of – pushed you to really get into the cars and then how do you really balance um being a a firefighter yeah
5: you know trey that's a good question so i grew up on the omaha indian reservation in northeast nebraska a village of 90 people um so when i came to lincoln 20 years ago like stop signs scared scared the heck out of me and i'm not lying (laughs) like i am not playing they scared me because i didn't see i had never seen those before um yeah i grew up on food stamps i'm not ashamed to say that uh, grew up on government assistance But again that, that 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 toughened me up for the for the for the for the real world. Right. Um, I got to lincoln I scratched and clawed, you know, god surrounded me with a lot of good people down here and um, I got some breaks uh, and and people just supported me in general Uh, and, and again the you know, the the uh, level of commitment that I had into the automotive industry was from my father uh, I grew up in a filling station you know that whole song and dance. We grew up in a filling station. Um, you know, since I was old enough to see over the steering wheel, we were working on cars, uh, building cars, and that's where the love of, of automotive and the mechanical aspect of it came into play. So, moved to Lincoln. I was lucky enough to uh, to stick here and and not have to move back home. So again, a lot of uh, being being surrounded by a lot of people, loving the automotive industry, not giving up. I, f- I felt like I felt like giving up in 08 and when, when the economy crashed and we were struggling. <clears throat> I don't think I took home much money at all in those two years, but I didn't give up. I, I stuck it out, um, ended up being able to hire multiple people. I have a team of six now, but that was after eight years to 10 years of, of 78 hour hour a week mm. work. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just super thankful to be in a position to, to be in Lincoln, be a part of the community, make a difference. And, yeah, I'm be, be here with you all tonight. Yes,
2: well, Kendall, this has been great having you in. I know um, crew and is looking forward to seeing these guys play. We're looking forward to seeing these guys play, and yeah, uh, sure. we appreciate um, your support of the program. You are one of our early day one sponsors of the yeah. show. So, um, I know yeah. Bryce and Trey and everyone is appreciative of of your support here, of mm-hmm. off court.
5: Yeah, I jumped on right away with you, with you two, Sean, Robin. I've known them for a long time, so I'm happy to support you two and uh, looking forward to seeing some special things this year. Yes, sir.
4: Thank you for your support. Thank you so
2: much. All right, well, it. much more to come. You're listening here to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowans.
1: You're listening to Off Court with the McGowan's. Brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln.
2: And we're back here on Off Court. Sean Callahan, Robin at Trey and Bryce McGowns. As you heard, we're brought to you by Tanner Sports Bar and Grill and Tavern 180 here in Lincoln. Proud sponsor, supporters of Trey and Bryce, Nebraska basketball. Get in there this weekend. Watch all the football. Nebraska-Michigan 630 game on ABC. NFL football on Sunday. You may or may not catch Matt Abdamase in there, Robin, watching a Giants game, <laughs> maybe even with you.
3: Um, yeah, we, we've been known to submit ourselves to that punishment from time to time.
2: And then go over next door to the Tavern 1 at 8. they got great brunch. But this segment of the program brought to you by Gary Michaels Clothiers in uh, 56th and Pine Lake Road um, in Lincoln here. And you will see a lot of Gary Michaels. You saw Nebraska football wearing their Gary Michaels suits. Getting off the bus, well, you're going to see Trey McGowns uh, wearing his Gary Michaels suit out at Big Ten Media Days in mm-hmm. Indianapolis. Can we get Sirsty. a sneak peek of what it's going to look like, Mr. McGowns?
0: A taupe. It's like a taupe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a taupe suit. I'm going to go like brown shoes. Burberry belt came in today. Yeah, that's clutch. Shout out, Grandma. congrats <laughs> on the um on a little, As a gift So I'm, nice. I'm super excited Shoes
2: and belt Like I mean You can have a great suit But you can throw The whole deal off mm-hmm. With bad shoes and a belt or,
3: I've it, seen or,
0: it Or you, it could be The other way around
3: yeah, that's true. You can go all belt, no suit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you can have the gator skins. And <laughs> that's my granddad
0: said. He was like, I can get you some gator shoes. I'm like, nah, I'm good.
2: Well, let's bring in our next guest here, Sergio Wilcher, the father of current Nebraska uh, guard C.J. Wilcher um, and then also the father of five-star 2023 recruit Simeon Wilcher joining us here on the program. Sergio, it's great to uh, uh, have you on the program. Do you have any clothing advice for Trey and Bryce McGowan's? <laughs>
6: no i'm just enamored by the taupe he says it's, it's, it's taupe
3: i like that yeah I man I mean, my, 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 guy, my guy's got style over here he's put a lot of thought into this so so this is clearly going to be nah, a good cj
0: season. cj the one who told me to color you know cj fly guy
1: <laughs>
3: fly guy
0: <laughs> I, was like, I was like i need help bro
3: well sergio obviously you were just uh here in lincoln uh, for the second time in four months uh where simeon was on his official visit you guys uh, rolled into town again, and uh, you know, I spoke to you earlier this week, and uh, you you made it very clear that it was a good weekend for the entire family. Um, I guess what what was the experience like for you for, for those that haven't uh, you know read the update we did with you? Uh, just just kind of give us a recap of uh, your second trip to Lincoln, which you know was kind of the full Husker experience with the the opening night and the, and the football game on Saturday.
6: Well, you know, the, the major difference was when we were there four months ago It, it was COVID. was mm-hmm. nobody on campus. It was, it was quiet. You know, um, guys were taking classes, you know, remote or just getting started. But uh, I did get the full experience. The football game was amazing. You know, the, the hay market was packed. I went to uh, tailgate. It was just, it was fantastic. I had a great
3: time. Well, yeah, I don't know if anybody saw the the video I got of you <laughs> turn on the sidelines, throwing the bones to the student section, getting everybody wild up. I don't know if anybody had a better official visit than you did, Sergio. So that was good to see, man. But, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about with these guys about uh, just the, the chemistry of this team. You know, they, they brought back uh, a good group from last season but also added a lot of new pieces, CJ being one of them. And, um, you know, I, I was just talking with you the other day about just kind of what cj has told you about his experience and you know you said that he's loved every bit of it uh what, what what kind of feedback um have you gotten from from him about just how he's meshed in uh with bryce trey and and the rest of the guys here in nebraska
6: well you know those guys they they do what we've done since cj was nine years old they get out and work every day you know and i think when you have a team that that puts in that type of work together you can do big things And that develops camaraderie, you know, when you know that the guy next to you is is working just as hard and you're pushing him every day, you know, it makes it easy, you know. And that's the ongoing theme that before I was even speaking to CJ, before he even told me, you know, just watching those guys be together off the court and saw that they uh, mesh really well, it was was comforting, you know. But the work, those guys, they're all gym rats, you know. So that, that always fits.
0: That was um, kind of something that I talked with CJ about um, before he um, got here. Um, he was just asking, "What's what's the environment um, like?" Because I mean, he's a worker. Um, I feel like when he when he got on campus, um, I thought I was the hardest worker, and he was here outworking me. Um, so I mean, I feel like that's the um, common denominator with this team. Um, everybody just wants to outwork each other, um, and I mean, I feel like I mean, I feel like that's uh, that's going to help us make the step in the right direction.
3: Was CJ always like that? I mean, was he always kind of just that—that that grinder? Uh, I mean, or was that something that maybe he he learned as, as time went on?
6: No, I mean CJ was the type of kid. Like when he when he started playing football, I mean basketball. He started playing football, you know, and you know he got too big before he was when he couldn't play tackle. So he was like, all right, with that, I don't want to play. I don't want to play another year flag football. I want to <laughs> play basketball, and you know that's a whole different skill set. So every day, if when I got off from work, I'm pull up, CJ is sitting on the porch waiting for me. You know, what we gonna work on today? Mm -hmm. You know, so that's just been his ongoing thing. And you know, the guys that that know CJ, you know, you see what he's done with his body physically from when he was, you know, nine years old. Every year he's played in different skin. Uh, I'm really excited to see him get to a place where, you know, he's maturing physically to match his maturity mentally, uh I'm excited. And these guys can win a lot of basketball games. Uh what's
4: up? Oh. Go ahead. oh what's up, this is Bryce, uh when when did you see uh that, you know, the 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 go in C J and you was like, yeah, he he got it and he ready to go.
6: Uh it was it was fairly early because, you know, once he decided that that's what he wanted to do, you know, I only I told his mom, I said, well, you know, I only know one way to do anything. You know, we're going to go all out. And he just was willing to do whatever it took. Anything I'd ask, however crazy it was, however long it took, he was willing really to take it and embrace it. And that is what I loved. You know, just because if you can take that, if you if you make it about what you do every day, you make it about the grind. You love the process. You know what I mean? The end game is... is kind of not say the easy part, but, you know, it can be predicted. It can be dictated, you know, if you go out you do the right things every day. So he was pretty much early in the game because, you know, he went from zero to 60. He started playing in the fourth grade. You know, by the time he was in sixth grade, I was like, all right, he's going to go to school for free. It. Now, it's, you know, what are we going to see after that?
0: Um, I mean, do you feel like C- – I mean, you got a, you got a five-star um, – CJ has a five-star younger brother. Yeah. Um, Kinda mm-hmm. um, like I did as well. Um, did you see Sim um, really um, look up to CJ and how CJ worked? And then do you do you feel like that's the reason um, Sim's the player oh, yeah. he is and who he's gonna be?
6: Oh yeah, Sim, Sim, CJ dragged Sim along. Sim used to he used to not want to work, but he was so much younger. You know, he he just been doing it so long. Like Sim has been training. It was like with a trainer and, and working on his body and things like that from, you know, five, six years old, you know. So he, he knew it, He knew nothing about it. So well, I was worried about Sim at first, though, because I thought he was lazy, you know, but he was just always talented because he had been around it. But in it, even until maybe like a year or two ago, you know, it was just like if Sim ever took it serious, you know, I woke up one day, Sim was like in seventh, eighth grade, he started taking it serious.
0: Did c j um talk yeah. my father my mother, really go 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 ahead, go ahead all right the c j um talk to you about pro day today
6: yeah well, listen you know me a little birdie told me about pro day. <laughs> yeah, he said he said <laughs> yeah he told me he said he played pretty well, you know he's kind of dry in that yeah, right. Cause I'm, yeah. Like, i am like said how' you play I said, play well, and then if I would go ask somebody he's like, oh man, he did this that and the third, I was like, oh, all right, so I just I get the same answer from him all the time, so you know yeah I had to called a couple people that I might know that might have been around.
3: <laughs> well I know that uh, just one one more for you here, Sergio. Uh obviously these guys just went through what uh CJ and, and Simeon are about to go through here where, you know, you have the older brother at, at a university and the younger brother who has all the options in the world. Um, you know, I, I guess do you guys have any advice for um, you know, the, the Wiltshire family on, you know, what your guys' experience was? through that and you know obviously the the end result of, of teaming up together in college
0: um i mean i know cj was kind of the same way um i was um during the process kind of laid back um i mean there if you really need it but didn't really um talk talk too much um, cause, Right. i mean we we can't we can't really relate um in a situation but i mean just being supportive um and then really just making just really just being supportive that's that's really all you can do um mm-hmm and then just continue to make them better because, um, I mean, being away um, from your little brother, um, they kind of look up to you. So, really just staying in touch. Um, I mean, I know CJ's proud because I was proud um, away from Bryce, just seeing the steps and progressions that he was just making. Um, like, every, I will say every other um, couple weeks or months. Um, so, I mean, I know CJ's <laughs> proud of him. Mm-hmm. And for me, oh. uh, you know, Part of, you know, me, you know, teaming up
4: with my brother was just a – it was like a family thing. But at the same time, you know, I just had to do what's best for me. And, you know, I felt this was what was best for me. Well,
2: Sergio yeah, – I love it. Well, Sergio, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, we've enjoyed the chance to get a chan- uh, chance to talk with you here. And I'm sure we'll see you around Lincoln a
3: lot this year uh, watching the Huskers play.
6: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. you got to keep your phone in your pocket this time, though.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, all, all uh, actions on the sidelines are off limits from now on. Like, you've got my promise on that. <laughs>
6: <laughs> all right, guys, I had a great time. Appreciate it.
3: Thank, Appreciate thanks it. for coming on, Sergio. Thank you,
2: thank you. Thanks again to Sergio. All right,
6: guys, y'all do uh, Have a good night. You mm-hmm. too,
2: bro. Thanks again to Sergio Wilcher. Much more to come here. You're listening to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns. Ooh.
1: You're listening to Off Court with the McGowans Brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar & Grill in Lincoln
2: And we're back here on Off Court Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Trey Bryce McGowans uh, As both Robin and Trey are getting ready to head off to Indianapolis Big Ten Media Day is coming up here uh, As you heard this segment of the show Brought to you by Tanner's Bar and & Grill and Tavern 180 So check them out this weekend as Nebraska ba- uh, football uh, plays at six thirty Saturday night against Michigan, uh, but this segment of the program brought to you by our friends at Lazari's Pizza, forty eighth and Old Cheney. It is your New York style pizzeria in Lincoln. Get on into Lazari's; they deliver too. Um, really, really good delivery options. Great salads, uh, and and not just the pizza, Robin. The calzones. The calzones are are legit. Mm-hmm. You big calzone. I mean, I mean you.
3: Yeah, I don't get them because I can hardly ever finish them, so They're I are huge stick with the pizza. There. I mean,
2: it's, it puts you down for a nap. It does, it does. But, it's too much. All right, well, let's get into <laughs> our, our next guest here, Denim Dawson, 2022 recruit out of Southern California Academy, joining us here on the phone. Denim, it is a pleasure to have you on. Welcome to Off Court with Trey and
3: Bryce McGowan. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, Denham, obviously big news for you this week, uh, with your commitment to Nebraska, following your official visit this past weekend, um, I guess first and foremost, you know, what, what was it, um, about this week, this past weekend and the, the contact that you've had with Nebraska's coaching staff, coach Hoiberg, coach Matt Abdomasi, just to, about, um, about Nebraska that, that made you decide that this was the place that you wanted to be. Uh,
7: Coach Hoiberg kind of flew out to see me for our practice and immediately he just fell in love with me. He said he'll get in contact with me within the next couple of days. Ended up getting in contact. He offered me, and as soon as he offered me, he already told me that the visit has been set up, so I could tell that there's a lot of, a lot of love. He loved my game, and just the energy he gave to me, I, I just loved it. No other coach is giving me that same energy back.
0: So, Coach weren't playing no <laughs> games. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, um, I mean, congrats, um, welcome. Uh, we're happy to have you. Um, part of you. basketball, this thing. Um, Coach Hoiberg and his staff um, set up. But um, for the fans that don't really know you too well, um, like describe your game.
7: I come in with a lot of passion from the defensive end, a lot of energy. Anything to help my team win, I'm always willing to do.
3: So, I guess, what kind of vibe did you get uh, while you were on campus? And You know, you got to interact with the players a little bit and then, you know, obviously see the – this full staff, face to face, and just just be on campus. You know what? Uh, as far as the the team and the program and, and the campus and all that stuff, what uh, what were some of the things that you were really drawn to uh, during your visit here?
7: Uh, my f- first day after the practice, all the players introduced me to themselves to me. Some of them told me, you know, if you ever need anything, just contact me while I was there. I got some of their phone numbers. It made me feel very welcome. And then throughout the town where the, where I stayed at the height a lot of fans you can see they were just in nebraska gear every day in the morning at night it was just it was just you could tell it's a nebraska town and i love that a lot you can tell the fans have a lot of passion
3: absolutely absolutely so you know uh, you got a, another year here uh before you actually get on campus but um you know what what uh was kind of the the message from the coaching staff about what they're building here you know obviously they got a lot of um, hype and excitement about this year's team, but you know I know that they're also very excited about what's to come, starting with this 2022 class. You know, you're you're the third commitment um, that they've they brought in already for 22. Uh, it seems like um, you know they they got things rolling in the right direction in the future.
7: Yeah, Coach Coach Holberg and Coach Matt said that as you come here, you know we develop, and they had the they had the proof to back it up. They had a couple players that i saw they boosted their percentages stats just developed them and boosting their confidence i feel like that's exactly
3: what i need bryce uh, do you have any advice for denham i mean uh he's going to go through what you're going through right now as a freshman adjusting to to college and, and playing big 10 level basketball what i mean you haven't played a game yet but through your first few months on campus what, what's some advice maybe you can pass along for what denham can expect when when he gets here this this next summer
4: uh i would really just say uh stay level uh never get too high never get too low and you know just continue to work but i'll tell you one thing uh make sure you're taking care of your body my boy (laughs) because boy it's it's a it's a it's a workload my guy so uh and you know so you know you're gonna just uh well uh just continue to work and take care of your body and you'll be all right
3: Now that appreciate it. Yeah. 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 So I guess, uh, you got a a season coming up here. Uh, you're at Southern California Academy. Um, I guess what, what, what are expectations for your guys, um, this year? I know last season was kind of a, a chaotic mess out, especially out in California with all the COVID stuff. Uh, how excited are you guys to, to get back to action here? And, um, you know, what are some of your goals for, for this coming season?
7: Oh uh, well, at SCA. This is the first year doing the uh, post grad, so I'm hoping to come out here and make a great impact where other kids will be like, "Oh, I want to go play here." They can see the development as well because we we stay in the gym all day. We take care of our bodies, we're working on our bodies. We work on everything, and I'm just just happy to be a part of it. And we're starting to fly out, so we're flying out to Denver, Arizona, the next two weeks. Oh, so wow. I'm just ready to get back in and start playing again.
0: So you said you're doing post a postgraduate this year, right? Yeah, post-grad year. Yeah, um, I kind of can relate. Um, I went to Hargrave um, for post-grad. I don't know if you um, heard of them, but they had guys like Montrez, Terry Rozier, um, a lot of different people. But, um, I mean, post-grad, it definitely something that kind of makes you grow up, um, being around older guys. um, I mean, I was the youngest. I was 17. Everybody else was like... 19, um, 20 um, in my post-grad. So I feel like that was something that really prepared me um, for the year I had my freshman year at Pitt. So, I mean, just take it serious, um, stay locked in. And I mean, everything you really want to work on and I mean, show um, your freshman year um, here next year, just really lock in on that every day of practice. And really, really just learn how to lead um, in high school. Cause I feel like the, the people who know how to lead coming out um, definitely have a step up um, compared to every other freshman in the country.
6: I appreciate it.
3: Yeah, so, Denham, I mean, what was that kind of the main reason why you decided to do the post-grad year uh, just because of of last year and, um, you know, with the, the COVID-shortened season and all that stuff? I mean, did you kind of feel like another year was, you know, uh, d- to give you some, some better opportunities to not only improve your game but improve your recruiting profile?
7: Yeah, and it, it helped a lot. Towards the last life period, a lot of colleges reached out to me. I started My offer started rolling in. My name started building around a lot of hype, and I was just – to me, COVID helped me a lot because I just worked on my game, worked on stuff that some scouts and stuff said that I needed to improve, and I ended up improving it, and the scouts saw it. So a lot of coaches started rolling in, contacting me, and I just – I was thankful for COVID
2: well denim uh, congratulations on your decision and uh, I know Trey and Bryce and everyone's looking forward to seeing you out here in Lincoln here and, and best of luck here on your upcoming season thank you well we thanks uh thanks again to denim Dawson 2022 uh, latest Nebraska recruit joining us here from Southern California Academy we'll close the show here with questions in the mailbag next you're listening here to off court with trey and Bryce McGowan's.
1: You're listening to off court with the McGowan's brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's bar and grill in Lincoln. Final
2: segment here of the program. It's been a fun show here as Robin and, and uh, Trey are getting ready to head off to big 10 media days. Uh, tape it a little earlier. We always drop the show though. Uh, Fridays on the Husker online channel. So make sure you find us on Spotify, iTunes, Megaphone, anywhere you can find podcasts. You can download off court with Trey and Bryce McGowan's as, Things picking back up, as you heard, were brought to you by Tanner's Bar and Grill on Tavern 180. Check out both spots this weekend. Uh, great places to watch the game. Get brunch at Tavern 180. Get a steak. They've got a USDA Prime uh, ribeye. They've got a hanging tenderloin, uh, the Wagyu steak. That is Robin Washett's personal favorite on the mm. menu.
3: It's hard to beat, man. I'll tell you that.
2: But this segment is brought to you by Bill Hooks and Slim Chickens. They were up here last week, um, took care of us before the show. Uh, two locations in Lincoln: Fourteenth and Pine Lake, Eighty Fourth and Old Cheney. Depending on what side of town you're on, hit up either one of them. Uh, personal favorite spot of, I believe, Lap Man. He's a big Slim Chickens guy.
3: <laughs> oh. I think there's several big chicken, big Slim Chickens guys. Chicken and them.
2: waffles. Yes, and they're, they're five five for the five, five and five. Yes. The five, five for five. five. So what five and is the five five, five? Five, and five? You get five
0: five tenders, um, <laughs> five um wings. I get the honey barbecue. If Absolutely. y'all haven't tried it, it's and go
2: five and five. five. You get all ten things. Yeah, Ooh,
0: fries, drink.
2: That is also hard to beat. And they got sweet tea. Sweet tea, southern. Sweet tea, southern sweet tea. Sweet. All right. Sweet. Well, thank you, Bill Hooks, Slim Chicken. It's time for the mailbag. Robin, set us up.
3: All right. This question is from Cody Thomas, who is the leader of the Red Zone, which is the student section at Nebraska home basketball games. And you guys will see them a lot. This year, what are they the red zone. Ooh, uh, and Trey, you haven't got to play in front of the red zone yet. It's
2: a good student section, guys. Yeah, You'll so be really impressed. They do a
3: good job, they, they do a lot of coordinated stuff. And you know, <laughs> I was talking to these guys off air about the Creighton game a few years ago with the uh, Monopoly money and all that. So, they, they do a really good job. But Cody messaged the show, and, and I apologize, Cody, you were supposed to get to this last week, and, and I forgot, so it's, that's my bad. But Cody messaged, and he wanted to know. Uh, what some of the players you know you guys are expecting from the fans this year and meaning like uh, what specific things fans do that get you guys fired up during games like do you guys thrive off of like them getting on the other team or like the, the hostile environment or Big
0: play oh we gonna smack the flow get a stop get another bucket Going to run Mm. Just just loud. When, la- big plays, just got to get loud. On a tray ball
4: or, or a dunk, I need a boom. Ooh. I need one All of them.
3: <laughs> right, Every so, time. So, so when he throws down a dunk, everybody, as the ball goes through the rim, a, a, a boom or what? Yeah, or a yeah. Three, ball. three ball. Hey, okay. when a
2: guy fouls out, they still do the right-left
3: deal. Yeah, yeah. So the, the worst one ever was Franz, Wag- Franz Wagner from Michigan, mm-hmm. who's now in the NBA right now the student section just like picked him out. Like they were going to ride him all day. And Nebraska ended up just smoking Michigan that game. And Wagner had a terrible game. He fouled out. And as he's sitting on the bench, they're just chanting Wagner, Wagner, and just like in his head. So they, they do a good job. I mean, when you guys are on the other side of that and you're watching a guy just get absolutely ridden by a student section, I'm sure you've experienced at high school games, Trey. I'm knowing. I'm yeah, sure more, in college. more high
0: school. <laughs> I haven't really experienced too much, in co- or like nothing is memorable.
3: Right, and, and you know, I know you've you've played in, in some of those big ACC yeah. arenas, but what's what's that like? Uh, I mean, do you feel like feel sorry for the guy, or does it kind of like you know make you get jacked up a little bit?
0: Um, the upper state game. Um, I want to say we were about 20. I found out like fourth quarter. <laughs> i was nervous they came back we ended up winning by like three i mean yeah they came back we ended up winning by three but we were about 20 um, mm. i fouled out so the student section was like right left yeah, right yeah. left they were like sit, sit. sit i did not sit down the rest of-
3: <laughs> did you do it where like you like go halfway down yeah. no
0: nah, i was just standing up <laughs> clapping the whole time
3: you never like, gave him the pleasure never. oh yeah you can't you can't
0: and we got the dub So it was all good. It was Eastside for the upper state championship game. Yeah,
2: Yeah, high school crowds can be tough because I mean, yeah. they're right on top of you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get 2,500, 3,000 people in a little high school gym. Yeah. I mean, that's almost more daunting than playing in a college arena at times. And it's people you
0: kind of see in public too as well. Yeah,
3: exactly. Com- from the community, yeah. not just from everywhere. <laughs>
0: Overrated 40 ball. <laughs>
4: <Boom>. <laughs> Overrated chance So, 40 so ball. yeah, con-
3: conversely, when f- you're on the road yeah, and fans are, are riding you, you know, and just trying to do anything to get you out of your game, uh, what do you do to block that out? Do you – I mean – you just like listen to all of it and try to get fueled up for it or you just just tune out
4: play hard get active play hard stay locked let in you, let
3: your game do the talking yeah, yeah
4: you can you know you can smile you know get a, a little a, smile at it smirk i'm gonna lock up and then just be like, <laughs>
3: yeah what, what's the what's the worst thing i mean whatever i guess we can say whatever we want on here what's the worst things people were chanting at you or said to you during a game that maybe you're like did a double take like excuse me Something about, a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Is this something about a girl. Something about a girl. Something about a girl. oh. And it wasn't true, though.
4: So
0: yeah. It it wasn't was
2: true. High school crowds, like they can like dig in. They know your little history a little bit more about that stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. They high call, school they people. They called me. Uh, um, can I? I, I, I can't say it. Um, cause I had this little mustache, and I didn't have anything. No other facial hair. I had a mustache. So they um, put um a poster. They were holding a poster that said want a uh, Mexican. That was kind of messed oh, up. That wow.
3: That messed up, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it was a yeah, rival like school, that. easily. Yeah, and it's crazy, <laughs> like, what some schools allow <laughs> things to say. They I'm, were at our house, too. Man, I remember Teddy Allen. Uh, you know, he was playing Juco out at Western Nebraska, and there was literally, like, no filter for those kids. They were saying, like, some of the most ruthless. like Juco fans? Racist stuff. Like, it was terrible. Oh, yeah. Like, he was telling stories. He'd be at the free throw line and, like, Full-blown n bombs being yelled, and so like you, you just gotta wonder, like as an administrator or whatever, like when do you step in and, and put in at the JUCO level?
2: The no one's making money there. They don't no, there like no, they
3: don't.
0: I feel like they don't even care for real in high school.
3: Yeah, especially if they're saying this. Some schools, like some, I remember my high school. They wouldn't even let us chant airball and like or like you got swatted or anything because it was too mean to the other team. And then we go play Lincoln East, and they're just like, you know. Say, yeah. uh, y'all, it's all right, it's okay. You're you can gonna pump, pump, your pump our g- gas someday. You know, like, oh, whatever, man. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. <laughs>
2: you get the dance team on <laughs> the whatever, floor man. and you say, One, two, three, four, get your cattle off the floor.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we we'd play some anybody from outside of Lincoln, Omaha, and we'd beat them and be like, start the tractors, you know, that sort of stuff. Ah, yeah. uh, good stuff. So
4: <laughs> Miss those high school days. Yeah, so. yeah no now yeah, yeah. thinking about it, I'm like, dang, I kinda that was low-key fun.
3: Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like so, the, the environment. So I
0: feel like those are the best student sections. Yeah. So
3: Cody, I mean obviously and keep, the keep it keep it clean, but the players do feed off and of it.
4: The, it. And the student it's, the student section always like
0: right there. Yeah. You can just like, you can like hit like a shot. And they blow, can touch you, right you. <laughs> like they're, they're touching you on the corner if you're shooting a corner three. <laughs> and and then I you. mean the bleachers loose because I mean it's definitely not a PBA or um, Dean Dome, like anything mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. They give the yeah. students good seats here, though.
3: They yeah. do. They're right on the court. They, they do a good Behind job Behind the benches. Of that. I mean, yeah.
2: th- I mean, they're like expensive. I mean, if they were selling those tickets, those would be prime seats. Mm-hmm.
3: And so uh, I guess we'll, we'll continue this with another pro day question. Uh, I got to ask you guys about Trevor Lakes. Uh, you know, he kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit last year, but for those that hadn't heard, Trevor Lakes <laughs> – Came out of nowhere pretty much and just went unconscious with his three-point shooting. They were doing a three on three transition drill, and Trevor, I think, hit eight in a row at least at one point, and he was just firing away. Probably played himself into the second round. <laughs> Only half joking on that. He was but, sparking it. You know, like with Trevor, he's an interesting story because that's that's why he's here. Mm-hmm. Was because he was one of the better three one of the best three-point shooters in D two. But then, it come to find out, his shoulder, right shooting shoulder, was all torn up, had to have significant surgery this offseason, and now it looks like he's back healthy. What what, what should fans expect from Trevor this year?
0: A whole lot of tray balls, mm-hmm. headband, him and Sam, oh, headband games, Yes, game. yes. And, and the beard, still yeah, got Yeah, the, the beard. So, I mean, really just a competitor, um, passionate um but i mean he, he he's gonna shoot the lights out
2: absolutely all right well guys it's been a fun show we covered a lot of ground and it just feels like we're getting closer to the start of everything here and i'm excited i know you guys are excited i'm looking forward to hearing some stories and trey i want you to go to saint elmo's and make coach Hoyberg pay for that saint elmo steak mm. for you yeah or you get seafood you're a seafood guy so you're gonna get steak or seafood
0: yeah, steak with a lobster. You're
3: gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna get the Both. side. Just bring me at the go plate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta get get, get him uh, some of the shrimp cocktail to go. Get him
0: a go plate. It might not make it
3: back.
2: <laughs> you, t- you tell you tell Coach Hoyberg that Sean and Robin said treat you guys to a big steak at St. Elmo's when you're out
3: in Indy. Absolutely, and I don't know Trey. We have, I've talked to you 15 straight weeks in a row. I don't, I might not have a lot of questions for you out there, but I'll, I'll do my best. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll throw some matches. Do some work yeah, for yeah. the show. Get, get us
2: a couple <laughs> guests lined up sure. to come on the show after media days.
0: Yeah, you really know me, too, compared to everybody else. You can yeah, yeah well, I'll, I'll bring some stuff. All
2: right, well, make sure you log on to huskeronline.com and subscribe to the podcast channel and find uh, Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowans.
1: Thanks for listening to Off Court with the McGowans, powered by Husker Online. Join us for another show next week, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar & Grill in Lincoln.